Question. Does sugar make kids hyper? This is a pretty easy one, because the answer is no. The real question is, why do people think that sugar makes kids hyper? What's going on there? Part of why people think sugar makes kids hyper is they're looking for something to blame. They want to have some sort of excuse. He's not a bad kid. It was the sugar's fault, not the kid's fault. They don't want to be in conflict with their kid. They want to pretend that their kid agrees with them and is on the same side as them. So whenever there's a problem, they don't want it to be, my kid has different values than me, my kid disagrees with me, my kid doesn't want the same things I want. They'd much prefer it was the sugar's fault or the advertising company's fault, the toy company's fault. Blame something outside the family. And then people have a lot of confirmation bias. They notice three times that they had a fight with their kid after he ate something sugary. And then they say, ha ha, I proved it, it was sugar. But they're not noticing that there were eight other times that they didn't have a fight with their, I mean, their kid didn't eat sugar before they had a fight with him. And then, you know, their kid eats sugar reasonably often, so you should expect a reasonable proportion of the fights to happen sh soon after sugar. People are currently in our culture attracted to thinking food and diet control their lives in major ways. They look at some foods not just as healthy and unhealthy, but actually as pure and moral or sinful temptations that are associated with being an actual bad person. They don't look at it as purely a physical health issue. They look at it partly as a spiritual health issue. They talk about things like cleanses, which they treat as cleansing life problems, not just toxins. And I mean, they use the word toxins as a kind of generic word. Like, if they get angry at their kid, they might associate that with toxins rather than just thinking toxins cause liver disease. They take all kinds of life problems, like being, quote, low energy. And they blame health stuff when actually, you know, they find their life boring or they're not motivated. There's frequently different causes that aren't related to food and health, but people want a simple solution like, I'll stop eating gluten and then my life will be better. That is more approachable than... My problem is my ideas. I need to fix my mind. I need to study and learn things. That sounds hard to people, and they've tried it before. They went to school, they went to college, they read some books, they've read some self-help books, etc., and it hasn't really helped that much. So they've sort of given up on that kind of approach. I mean, not that their past diets have been particularly effective either. Anyway, the idea of a kid being hyper is not thought out super well in the first place. Like, does going outside make kids hyper? Does having a fun new toy that excites them make them hyper? Like, what exactly is hyper? People's behavior is their own choice. They're deciding what to do. If a kid runs around, it's not something making him run around. It's he's choosing to run around. The situation he's in is relevant like, you know, having enough space to run around and not having anyone tell him to shut up and be quiet because people are sleeping. 
you know, it's easier to run around when you're also allowed to be noisy. And it's not just the external situation that affects people's behavior and, effect, and is relevant to what choices they make about how active to be. It's also internal situations like, are you tired? Are you hungry? So there could be an actual correlation, like kids are more often active after eating something when they're not hungry. There's also like, what, times of, what types of day does your kid get to eat sugar? Are you not letting him eat sugar before bedtime? So he only eats sugar during the daytime? Because then, of course, the sugar is going to correlate with daytime activities, which are more active, more running around and stuff. Especially if you don't want him to, like, quote, ruin his dinner by eating some candy before dinner. So, like, all the candy he eats is, like, around lunchtime and, like, early afternoon, but not later afternoon. And you probably won't let him have candy for breakfast. So, like, if you're only letting him eat candy between, like, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., then that's also the time you might expect him to be more active and making noise and running around and so on. So, of course, you're going to have a correlation there. It doesn't mean sugar is actually the cause. Sugar is not a mind control drug. It doesn't have, like, an alien virus in it that can control people's minds. It, it doesn't have enough complex information in it that even if it was somehow, like, a computer program that could control you, like, a program like that would require a lot of data. It would require... Um, the actual information that is designed to control people and cause them to be hyper. And sugar just doesn't have that. Sugar is very simple. It can't really do anything because there's not really anything there. It's just a simple molecule with not that much complexity in it. So it can't have complex effects on behavior because there's no complexity there. It can have very simple effects in theory, like it could provide energy and then you could feel more energetic and then you could be more active, but it's not really energy that people are that worried about. Like, and the, the, the like sort of effect on people running around because they ate something is totally overrated. But with, with calling kids hyper in particular and the thing parents are all concerned about, it's not just like my kid ran around at the park during the daytime. They wouldn't complain about that. When they call kids hyper and they're worried about sugar, they're specifically concerned with activity they don't like. It's disobedience. It is the kid running around not at the park. It's the kid doing something the parent doesn't want to happen. It's problematic stuff. And so sugar has absolutely nothing in it, no way for it to know which behaviors the parent approves of or disapproves of. It has no knowledge of what kind of situation the kid's in. It has no way to specifically cause the kinds of things that parents disapprove of. So, if the kid is doing things the parent doesn't like, that's because the kid sees something good about it. Like, and like, even if sugar sort of was an, I don't know, encouragement, um, or like an intensifier, it wouldn't be making the kid do stuff in the first place. It would just, you know, like, it's not like the kid supplies the ideas to the kid. It's not like the sugar supplies ideas to the kid of what to do. You know, the activities the kid does are things he thought of himself, things he chose. Sugar can't really, like, encourage people to do stuff, but even if it could, 
that would still be completely different than choosing the activities in the first place. So you really need to face the fact that kids make themselves, quote, hyper. Hyper is a demeaning um, way to look at it. It's not a way to get along with your kid and sympathize with what he wants. What you should be doing is thinking, like, does my kid want to be hyper more or less often? What's his opinion of the matter? Maybe he wants to go to the park more. Maybe he wants to be in more outdoor situations. Or maybe not, but... Like, you should try to figure out what your kid wants and help him get it, rather than just use an insulting term for your kid's choices and activities and then try to suppress them.